Welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast, a podcast that is seeking to equip college students to grow in their walk with Jesus 10 minutes at a time. Salt Twin Cities podcast listeners, welcome back to the Salt Twin Cities podcast. Uh, this is an episode that we mentioned, I don't know, a month or two ago during sweater weather, but listeners, welcome in to the studio, Nate Cox. Nate, what's up? Hey, everybody. How's it going? I mean, I don't know how they're doing. Hopefully, they're, hopefully it's going well for them. How you know? are you doing, Colin? You know, I'm I'm doing well. I, I have had my coffee this morning and i'm i'm excited for this podcast mm. um so before we jump into what this podcast is about want to want to just say one quick thing which is uh if you guys have questions i know we mention this frequently but hey could you guys talk about this on the podcast or even um we're actually doing this podcast based on a sermon uh, from a couple weeks ago i mean we've mm-hmm. talked about doing it for a while but kind of based on a sermon from a couple weeks ago but if you have questions from a sermon like man last week austin talked about delighting in god's word he mentioned how to read his bible but do you guys have like more extensive tips as to how to read the bible um or any other question how to follow jesus as a college student would love you to submit them go to our website saltminneapolis.com click the podcast tab at the top and there's like a form right there that you can fill it out you can either write your name in or it can be completely anonymous um and and if we think the question would be helpful for a majority of our students, man, we'll, we'll answer it. Um, so would, would invite you guys to do that, but enough, enough of that, Nate, I'm pumped. We're ta- we're talking about worship. Yeah. Specifically musical worship. So mm-hmm. I preached on worship two weeks ago, yep. uh, but, but kind of worship holistically, but this podcast is like specifically targeted towards man, why do we sing? Why does kind of like every church everywhere, it seems like, for the most part, right. sing? Now that music may look different. Uh, the instruments they play may look different, but a lot of churches do it. So that's what we're talking about, um, which I'm pumped about. So Nate, uh, why don't you just give uh, people a flyover of just like your uh, worship leading experience and then how long you've been with salt company kind of how you ended up here yeah um so i started leading worship when i was a sophomore in high school uh was starting to learn guitar more really wished that i could sing didn't think i could um but was just pumped about music in general pumped about learning an instrument and then also uh, when i would go to the youth group that i was eventually led at i was just really excited to to worship musically uh that was just like something that was really life-giving for me. And um, as I was like coming to know the Lord really for the first time um, on like a relational level, it was just a way that was really sweet for me to just spend time with, with God, whether that was singing songs as I already knew or writing really bad songs uh, based on what I was feeling. Um, But it was usually directed towards the Lord. So went from high school, went to Bethel university uh, after I graduated and eventually joined Vespers ministry was a Vespers leader for three years while I was at Bethel. Um, and then during my college years, I also got offered a job as uh, Wooddale church in Eden Prairie's senior high worship director. So I was doing that for two years 
And then once I graduated college, uh, my wife and I, we got married a week after I graduated. So a quick turnaround there. Let's but go. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I I'm, I'm don't regret a thing. Um, but yeah, with that quick turnaround, we thought, okay, let's try to find a church home that we can just like start fresh, mm. have community together that is not built up of one person's friends over the other, but just, just freshly meeting new people together. Um, and Salt City was, was what ended up being that for us. Uh, we got involved in a connection group right away. Just loved that, uh, loved the community around us. And for that reason, um, thought that worship leading was off the table for me. Um, because there wasn't going to be a, a random worship leader job that would pop up that would w- make me want to leave Salt City. Um, and then it was in November of last year, um, not last year as in 2021, 20, but 2020, that Drew Stevenson, uh, the lead pastor at Salt City, reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to jump on uh, Salt City staff for, as our worship director? And uh, took a few months to say yes, but <coughs> excuse me. Eventually said yes, and I've been on Salt Company staff as our worship director since February. Let's go. What a – I just love that story because it's such a hand of, of God's faithfulness of like, hey, I'm going to be obedient and, and just invest in a church community. And even mm-hmm. if that's giving something up uh, that I, that it seems like I love, like I'm just going to volunteer. I'm going to find ways to like use my gifts. And then God opened the door for you to – yeah, jump back on a on a staff team and lead worship, which I love so much. Yeah, it's been a huge gift just to be able to do what I get to do, uh, to lead worship for you guys at Salt Company, uh, to be involved with Salt City Church. It's just it's a joy for me to to be able to step into a role where we are already plugged into the community of the church um, and invested in that. So it was it seemed like a seam, seamless transition of just being excited overall to cool. jump back on. Cool. All right. Well, let's transition kind of into. Um, yeah, why, let's just start with this question, Nate. Why do we mm-hmm. worship musically? Like why, yeah, why does that exist? Kind of what seems to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that come from? Yeah, just, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's simply like we're called to, so it's like an obedient thing to do, which is, yeah, that that's like a simple answer. But Good thing churches do it then. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but there's a few reasons. So I'll, I'll kind of point or lay this out. Uh, step by step, I guess. Uh, but the first thing that we think about is God himself is a singer. And as Christians, we're being sanctified to be like Christ. And when when he himself is a singer, uh, that's something that we should desire to be too. And we see that in Zephaniah 3, verse 17. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exult over you with loud singing. So it's like a sweet thing to see that the God of universe is not sitting up on his throne, like taking it all in, but instead he responds by singing and exalting over us with song. So that's, that's one reason. Um, and then part of the way that I think of it is both a vertical and a horizontal relationship. So that vertical one is kind of like what we're talking about with, with God himself being a singer, he's singing and exalting over us in song. And we lift up praise because God is worthy of that. He's worthy of our worship. A holy God deserves praise. Um, and singing to God for the things that he's done is actually beneficial for us. Uh, it stirs our affections for him. And there's actually a physio- physiological response that music creates that was designed for our joy. And we see this in even things like as simple as people that has Alzheimer's can't remember their family's names, but they sit down at the piano and mm-hmm. they remember how to play the melody of their favorite song. That's cool. So th- there's a physiological 
response that happens that goes so much deeper than just like speaking words uh, because music carries that that weight in some really sweet way so it's it it also sorry to interrupt but it also kind of ties to yeah that sermon from two weeks ago where we all worship something right right like if if we're going to worship something and we can put melodies to the thing that we to like words of praise that that to the one who is worthy of our worship like that's beneficial uh, to us to stir our affections. Just kind of wanted to, to tie those two yeah. things together that we are worshiping something. We might as well worship the, the one who's worthy of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so yeah, there's that vertical relationship like us and God. We're like, we're praising him because he's so worthy of that. There's a physiological benefit for our joy that God has designed that as we sing to him, it actually stirs our affections for him more. And he's also exalting over us with loud singing. That's what the, what the Bible even says about him. But there's also this horizontal relationship. Um, so one that we often don't think about is the relationship between us and man. So the us and the people that we're singing along with. Um, so it'd be, yeah, your friends at Saul Company. Like the, the person standing next to you as you're singing the same song, it's actually meant to, to build and, and push forward each other to spur each other on um and there's a few passages that we see this uh that i want to point out they're really similar they're both written from paul one's in ephesians and one is in colossians but the first one being ephesians 5 is verse 18 and 20 it says do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit sing and make music from your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our lord jesus christ so one of the reasons that we do worship is it, it's actually an ex, a spirit-filled encouragement to others around us. Like we, we lift up our voices as a congregation to give glory to Jesus because he's worthy, but it also spurs each other on. Mm. And that's like a sweet, a sweet picture too because like, it's not just the vertical relationship, which is incredibly important, don't get me wrong, but we're called to live in community. So worshiping together is actually some, something that spurs each other on towards Jesus even more. And I want to point out the second passage, which I think this is really cool. I like this one a lot when we uh, when we think of this idea of admonishing one another. Uh, so it's really similar to, the, to Ephesians passage, but this is Colossians 3.16. Um, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So the cool thing about this is like this word admonish. I had to look it up cause I was like, ah, that's a cool verse. But like, what does that mean? It actually means to, to advise or urge someone earnestly or to warn someone against something to be avoided. Like that's the, that's the, the dictionary definition of admonish. Like, mm. so when we sing, we're actually like, we're lifting up praise to Jesus because he is so worthy of it. But we're actually like warning each other against the evil one like mm. it's a way that we fight we fight by singing because we're warning and urging someone not to like yeah to to flee from sin we're warning and urging each other to to worship the one who's worthy not to to fall the one that's not i love that that isn't just anecdotal but it's actually in scripture because i feel like a lot of times it's like oh it's so encouraging to worship together like to go to salt yeah. company for example and, and to worship with my friends like that's mm-hmm. so encouraging i want to follow jesus because of that and i love that that's not just like oh yeah we're all like that's cool it's no no that's actually the way god designed it right like, god's word talks about that that 
it's meant to be spirit filled and to encourage one mm. another and to help each other walk in holiness. I love that because right. it doesn't have like that is the way God designed the universe and his right. word attests to, to that. Right. And it's something that like what gift of grace is it that we get to sing together and, and just experience music that moves us to do that. Like we could have, it could have been this like almost feeling of like a chore that we mm-hmm. had to do that God just called us to do. But instead he made the music that, we get to listen to and sing along with move us like the, the way the mu- music builds and moves and um, the way it leads to, to choruses and, and bridges and things like that. Like it has a physical response in us. There's a reason why people love going to concerts. It's just like, yeah, it was designed that way. So what a gift that we are given that we get to use that to, to make much of Jesus, to give glory to him because he's worthy of it. And that kind of leads to my other point on these, both these passages is, both in Ephesians 5 and Colossians, it, it points to the source of, of that worship as thankfulness to God. Mm. So the whole thing is like we, we worship because we want to praise God for, yeah, and glorify him because he's worthy of it. We want to encourage and admonish one another. But ultimately, we're doing those things out of thankfulness for what God has done for us. Yeah, it's ultimately about the glory of God, which right. is what our lives are about. But worship specifically, it's about the glory of God. Um Okay, so Nate, we, we talked about a couple passages, mm-hmm. um, and what's cool is there's actually a book of the Bible that's like just dedicated to yeah. songs to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like poems, songs, we're teaching through it right now in our right. Psalms series, Longing for More. Um, so why don't, Nate, give us kind of like a flyover of where does, there are more places that it talks about mm-hmm. worship in scripture. So yeah, give us just like a flyover yeah. of kind of, how much does it talk about worship? And then maybe just a couple of like your favorite Psalms that are, um, yeah, that just like talk about this mm-hmm. idea of singing to the Lord. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all over the place. Uh, it's, it's, I know there's people out there that are like, uh, singing is just not for me. So I'm just not going to do it. But I think it's important to see like the Bible uses the word sing over 400 times. Wow. In the Bible. That's a, that's a lot. So hot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of times. And then, at least 50 of those are commanding us to sing. Mm, wow. So it's it's all over the place. Uh, and you see it especially in Psalms. So we've already touched on the Colossians 3.16, Ephesians 5.19, and Zephaniah 3.17. But even some more, uh, just a few places that I really love seeing it in the Bible is Psalm 100. Um, this is verse 1 and 2. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Psalm 95, 1 and 2 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Psalm 147, verse 1 uh, says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and the song of praise is fitting. Mm. That's cool. It's just yeah. like... <laughs> There's not a there's not a time when you come to the Lord's presence that a song of praise is not fitting. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, good. It's a cool reality. Yeah, um, and then Isaiah twelve verse five says, "Sing praises to the Lord, for He has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth." Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's it's, so it's good. awesome. And it's like it's a way that we encourage one another, and we can proclaim good news. It just, I yeah, music is awesome. Worship is a gift, and it's sweet that we get to do that through music yeah i i love that so much and i what i also love is it doesn't say come 
with like a perfectly pitched voice that's been classically yeah, trained, right? Totally. It's just like, man, come with what you got. That's the gospel, right? Is mm-hmm. not come ha- having to prove to God all that you are. It, it's come with what you've got. And so I personally don't have a great singing voice, but I love worship because because I love walking in obedience, but it's also because God's designed me to love music and to love singing what's true of him mm-hmm. back to him. And so... um for all you like off pitch, I'm not a very good singers out there. I'm in the same boat as you and just fight to, to get through that and, and to be obedient to, mm-hmm. to God's word. So, yeah. um, yeah, Nate kind of transitioning a little bit from, okay, that we see this commanded, um, quickly, would you talk about what worship has meant to you personally mm-hmm. times in your life when you, maybe it's a song or, writing music guys side note nate writes music check him out on spotify he just released this song chasing me down it's freaking bomb um you guys got to go check it out nate cox chasing me down he has other he has got other songs but that one absolutely killer just came out but anyways back to the question i like forgot what i was asking side (laughs) note uh what yeah what has worship just meant to you personally even maybe touch on like chasing me down like whatever it's a song you wrote or a song that someone else wrote just talk about that yeah i mean worship has i kind of touched on it earlier but it's just always been a way that i felt like i can be close to the lord and um and that was like when i sucked a guitar like it like like colin just said it's just like i don't need to bring my my best or like be the best to bring myself to to jesus but music was just always a way that uh it felt comfortable and really sweet to, to do that. And, um, when, it, I mean, coming to this song, I mean, some, <clears throat> excuse me, some of what music has, um, has allowed me to do, especially like in the songwriting stuff is just express my frustration and questions in really cool ways. Um, like this song is written, it's just like, was written in a really tough stretch of my life where I was kind of questioning, um, what the Lord was doing, like what was the purpose of what he was doing for, uh, did not feel like I was moving towards him. But, um, the reality is, is like, man, I could be going the complete opposite direction, but if I'm in Christ, like he's, he's moving towards me, he's chasing me down when I'm running the opposite direction. And that's like a sweet truth that I got to express through, through writing that. And, um, yeah, listen to it or not. That's not the point, but it's just like, it was a sweet, season for me of just like, man, Jesus, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to bring my frustrations to you and see what happens. And that's kind of what happened. But yeah, it's always been a way that I felt like I could just spend time with the Lord, whether it was in joy or, or in gladness or questioning and some sorrow, you know? Yeah. I want to just like continue to echo this idea of, man, even if you aren't musically talented, would you just, maybe it's just writing thoughts down and maybe you are musically gifted and mm-hmm. what makes that helpful is putting it to a melody. But I just love what Nate said of like, man, even like when I couldn't, when I was f- frustrated with God, which is a biblical concept we see in the Psalms, or mm-hmm. when I have questions towards God, which is a biblical concept that we see throughout scripture, but also in the Psalms, um, I just like needed to go to him and the outlet I found was, was writing music, but even just writing words down. Mm -hmm. And so just want to continue to encourage this idea of, man, even if you aren't musically gifted, like learn from Nate's 
personal walk with Jesus and find an outlet to, yeah. to rightly wrestle with God. It doesn't have to be music, but it can be music. Right. And if it's music, it doesn't have to be songwriting too. There's so many songs out there that's like, if I just spend time worshiping through this song, this is what I'm feeling. Like mm. this song fits what I'm feeling. So I'm going to sing it and I'm going to try to worship through it, even though it might be hard in that moment to, to bring yourself to a point of, of worshiping. Do it. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be like some like chart topper hit that like brings you to Jesus with, with music. It can be a pre it could be a song someone else has written before. And yeah. I mean, hymns are phenomenal for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just bring yourself to the Lord. That's like the point. It's not necessarily how you do it, but that you are coming before him. Totally. In, and w- in all things. And we see that in the Psalms. It's like the kind of the structure of the Psalms is how long, Oh Lord, and then they kind of give this like, man, I'm feeling this way. I feel like my enemies are seeing, are having victory over me. And mm-hmm. then, it, and then it's kind of there's but right, but God, you are faithful. But God, you are right. worthy. But God, you are still good. Um, and so, even posturing our hearts in that way, I feel right. like it's just so good. Um, okay, Nate, kind of landing the plane, talking worship. Mm-hmm. What are kind of your two or three practical steps? How do I, how do I engage? better in worship like okay you've proven to me that worship is important that i should sing that i need to care about this how do i engage better right yeah the first one colin actually talked about a couple weeks ago um which is just to posture posture your body in a position that your heart can follow so there's like a lot of times where you're probably coming in the, to worship on wednesday nights for soul company and you're like i am not feeling worship tonight i'm not feeling like i want to sing i'm not feeling like i want to raise my hands um but one of the things that we do is we we raise our hands when we're not feeling it because obviously when we're coming in that position, our hearts are not in the position that they should be in worshiping Jesus. So we raise our hands and we posture our body in a way that our heart can follow to the place that it should be. Um, so that's, that's the first one. And Colin, if you have listened to the message or if you haven't, go back and listen to it because he explained it really, really well. Uh, it's just important to to do those things even when we're not feeling it because it, our heart can lead our physical body to do things when it's mm. in the right posture. Yeah. But when it's in the wrong posture, our physical body can lead our heart to do things. That's good. That's a good way of putting it, but I didn't put it like that in the sermon. So yeah, well, thanks. Listen to the sermon. <laughs> it's good. Um, the second thing I think, I think you should focus on the lyrics as you sing them. Mm. There's like a reason why we pick the songs that we pick because they carry really sweet truth. And when we can get swept up in how the music is building and how what the drums are doing or whatever, and we don't focus on what we're singing, that's kind of like losing the point. It's um, good. We want you to 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 sing lyrics that you're that are true, like to worship along with. But we also want you to focus on what you're worshiping. Like what's coming out of your mouth is important. Mm-hmm. So focus on the lyrics because there's a reason why we pick the songs that we do. Um, there's sweet truth in them. And even as we think of what the truth is in those lyrics, that can stir our affections and lead our heart to a place of, of actually wanting to worship when we're not feeling it. Um, and then the third thing that I would say is uh, kind of what, what Austin talked about from Psalm 1 this last week is just delight in Jesus and his word outside of worship. Mm. Like if you come in delighting in Jesus, worship feels exciting. You're excited to get to that point of doing that through music. But if you are just in a rut and just not delighting in, in, in the word, worship's probably going to be 
kind of a grind as well. Yeah, that's so good. Those are the things that I would say. Posture your body for a, in a position for your heart to follow. Uh, focus on the lyrics that you're singing and delight in God's word outside of musical worship. That's good. And just to clarify, we're defining both Nate and I, kind of this whole podcast, defined worship as singing. Like musical worship is how right. we are using the word. We know from hopefully my sermon a couple weeks ago, but also uh, just experience. Worship is so much bigger than that. When I delight in God's mm-hmm. word, that is worship, but wanted to spend a podcast uh, focusing on specifically music worship. So I wanted to clarify kind of how we are using the right. word this podcast. Uh, hopefully I can figure this out. But guys, I'm going to I'm going to make the outro a little longer and it's going to be chasing me down by Nate Cox. Oh boy. So, uh, <laughs> if the podcast seems to go on for a couple minutes, that's why Salt Company, we love you guys a lot. We care about your heart and the way it's postured towards the the God who is worthy of your heart, worthy of your life, worthy of the songs we sing to him. So you guys are incredibly loved and we'll uh, catch you next week on the Salt Twin Cities podcast. Oh, that's t-